Hello there, boxing fans around the world. Thank you once again for joining us on The Scoop, featuring the champ, Bold Array. We've got a great episode lined up tonight. We've got a live guest waiting in the background in the green room, waiting to be interviewed. And uh, here we go. I'll leave it in your hands, champ. Who do we got? Cheers. Um, it's nothing shy of an absolute honor uh, to get to interview this guy. I haven't seen this guy in like going 14 years, 14 years it's been since I've actually laid eyes on this cat. Um, we, he, two-time uh, national champion as the amateur super heavyweight champion, um, former Canadian heavyweight champion. Also, he is the fighter that delivered me my first loss as a pro. <laughs> and yet we're friends. <laughs> Um, it brings me great joy and to introduce today, Mr. David Cadio. How are you? Uh, all right. Hey, champ. Hi, champ. It's a, an honor. Hi, Graham. It's an honor for me too to be uh, here on the show tonight. No, thank Very you. good. Thank you. It was, uh, like we're talking, I was getting carried away in, in the green room, just uh, reminiscing about yesteryear and whatnot. Um, but you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll digress. First and foremost, how are you? How is life? How is life post-boxing? Well, uh, I retired after my loss to you uh, in 208, and, and uh, I was... Um, a little desperate and I got a little down, you know, when you're such a, on a high as a heavyweight champion, a Canadian heavyweight champion, and then you lose and, and you re reconstruct your life. So that's what I made. I, I, I went back to school, uh, university level. I got my university degree uh, wow. uh, in communications. And uh, now I work for my, the city where I live in Shawinigan City. Very happy. Uh, the kids are going well. And uh, even with the, the COVID thing, you know, I, I'm trying to stay healthy and, and in shape. Good for you. How, 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 how are you? <laughs> You're good. You know nice to I see can, you. I, I can't <laughs> complain. Um, things, the whole world is upside down. There's yeah. like, um, while well, you're in, uh, in recreation, um, gyms here are completely shut down. And I teach boxing, also compete and stuff. But I teach. So my income is... <laughs> is flatline i'm yeah. not doing anything right now but um outside of that same thing you know trying to stay healthy try to stay active um it's the only thing that's going to keep me sane you know yeah I only know. thing is that it's going to keep you sane yeah i'm glad to hear that, this that you're still uh, you know on the on the sports on the boxing uh, scene very much or, so. yeah <laughs> very happy to so. see that actually i was supposed to have a fight the day that the lockdown began the first lockdown um, March 14th last year, I had driven out to Moncton, New Brunswick, 17 hours to Moncton, New Brunswick. Oh, yeah. Got out of my car, unloaded my car, took my dog for a walk around the block at my friend's place. And when I get, came back, he said, yeah, the fight's canceled. Um, the Ministry of Health has canceled all gatherings of 100 people or more. They couldn't have told me 24 hours earlier and I would have stayed home. But okay, it was. Yeah, that's part of the game. Uh, yeah, but yeah. yeah, Sally, but yeah. You're right. How did you get into boxing? 
I got in boxing, you know, uh, good question. Uh, I, I w when I was a kid, I, I, I did judo uh, for like six or seven years. That at 16 years old, I began boxing just because of interest and to uh, maybe to uh, because of a lack of self-confidence. And I, I was I, I saw boxing at, at this time, you know, in the beginning of the 90s. Uh, as uh, boxing as a way to construct and, and a way to improve myself. So uh, on and on, I, I, I got two losses uh, in my first fights in the amateurs. Uh, but then I, I began to win, to win in uh, uh, Golden Gloves, Quebec. Quebec. I'm, I, I live in Quebec, uh, obvious, obviously. Uh, Golden Gloves in Quebec. And then I, 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 you know, suddenly after two years or, or three years, I will, I will, I like woke up in the nationals, Canadian amateur nationals on the senior level, uh, with Shane Hinton in front of me. Uh, uh, he was the defending, defending from Alberta. He he was the defending uh, Canadian champ at this time. So I, I experimented uh, real real punches, fast hands, and you know he was he was uh, a tough one. And then uh, a couple of defeats, but I. In the 2000s, uh, year 2001, uh, the, the Olympic cycle of uh, 2000 to 2004, uh, I was on the on the Olympic national team and and got a, a few like maybe a 20 or or 30 uh, international fights. Did you really see? Okay, yeah. so you, I remember in 2004, the Olympic year. All I heard about was there's a big tall. Heavy, uh, super heavyweight from Quebec, just what? like yeah. me, and I was coming out. I had just won Ontario, so yeah. I was expecting to I see remember. you. Only to get there, it was a bunch of crickets. I had uh, Bermain Stavern. Bermain, Bermain, yeah, he was on the ninety-one kilos uh, category. Bermain, I up. beat up uh, Steve Gallinger from Ontario uh, in like in two thousand two or two thousand three. Preparing for the Olympics, but never did. I did didn't class didn't classify for the Olympic Games the in two thousand four. Yeah, I didn't see. I didn't see you there. Bermain so beat, I turned pro. Yeah. Bermain speaks to um, Steve Gallinger, or you? Me, me. I, I yeah. I had two you fights in the two thousand two and three uh, against uh, Steve Gallinger. He, he beat me uh, on. The, uh, he got a decision in the uh, still in the amateurs. Uh, in my hometown, Trois-Rivières, the Canadian Canadian champion, championships, and then a year later, I, I beat him up, uh, and uh, I believe it, it was the Insarnia, Ontario. Oh, it was, uh, yeah. So I qualified. So I, I I made my you know I made my way on the national teams, uh, 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 Team Canada number two, and then uh, and then the number one. You know, after uh, one year or two of uh, in and out. And then there was Patrice Lerreux on the Patrice Lerreux, big heavyweight from here, from from Namorici, uh, Shawinigan, Quebec, yeah. uh, where I live now. Coincidentally, uh, Patrice was on the national team. That was surprising because he was a uh, no, big, big guy, not bear. very fast, He's and on bear. the national amateur team. <laughs> <He's an absolute laughs> that was surprising. Bear. Yeah. How many fights did you and Patrice have? I had uh, uh, Patrice Lerreux. Uh, and I fought like nine times in the amateurs. That's incredible. He won five out of nine. You know, I was the guy from Trois Rivières. He was the guy from Shawinigan. And yeah. it's like uh, forty kilometers, forty kilometers, 
between the cities. So there was a rivalry, rivalry, yeah, yeah, rivalry yeah, between right. two big guy heavyweights. I'm six foot six. He was six foot four, but 275 pounds. 285, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was he was strong. <laughs> so uh, yeah, for for the people, for the, the boxing fans, that was you know for uh, an amateur an amateur uh, card. Uh, that was a fight, you know, heavyweight fights. Yeah. It's always spectacular. We're not well, heavyweights. We're not the the, the finest ones, but uh, not no, the finest one. But you know, great, but it, it, it it's spectacular. Real power, yeah. Yeah. No, and I learned a lot uh, with Patrice. Uh, Patrice was he was a sparring partner for like ten years. You know, we knew each other uh, very well. So in the pros, in two oh six, I uh, I beat him. Uh, he was the defending champion on the pros uh, here in Trondheim. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, you know I prepared. That's ironic. I have to tell you this story uh, for Patrice Leroy, who was a big uh, right-handed uh, puncher. I, I went to prepare in Vegas, in Las Vegas, with Chris Bird. Chris Bird, who was really? a southpaw, small heavyweight <laughs> champion of the world, but, you know, he was 208. And I was fighting, I was preparing for Patrice Leroux, uh, who was 265, maybe 270 pounds. And, and Chris Bird told me, David, you, all you have to do, you know, is move. He was boxing champion moving, you know, defensive. Yeah, that yeah, was all. Yeah. That, but what's ironic here is uh, Chris Bird was exactly uh, the opposite, the reverse, <laughs> or the, you know, the, of what I was looking for for a sparring partner. But I was a sparring partner; he was a champ. So I learned a lot for one month in Vegas in May, uh, April, and May uh, 2006. And then on the 12th of May, I I, I was in the ring with Patrice and won the Canadian Pro Championship. That was that defending was, uh, last uh, next the next year on 207 against him and then uh, losing to you uh, uh, on my last fight on the professionals yeah that that fight may 12th 2006 was arguably the most incredible um display of boxing i've seen um, yeah you were there you, in canada yeah. it was we came in because i was patrice's sparring partner and yeah that's right he kept telling me that your footwork wasn't great. What you're going to do is your, your fast hands and you throw a lot of straight punches. I said, well, the, then I understand why they use me, but I'm not going to stand there. And I, I didn't stand there and let Patrice just maul me. So I just moved. Yeah. I moved a lot and I punished him from the outside. And I was, I was concerned from him. He was confident. Like this, he knew oh, yeah. You guys had so many fights against each other. He knew you. He was confident. He was like, "No, I'm ready. I'm ready for this." We go into the fight. Patrice was when when I saw Patrice the last two rounds him and I did. He turned it on like like he was angry or something, <laughs> and he came after me. <laughs> and I said, "Okay, that guy is going to walk through you." And Lo and behold, I've never seen, I call it the Kadu triple hook. Those hooks that you were landing on him, you just had to feel sorry for him. Um, <laughs> I just, I, I, I still couldn't believe what I saw because that, that David wasn't the David that I saw when you and I fought the first time when you got the yeah. David. 
that was not the same David. You were so much better this time and so much more prepared. And then I said, okay, so that's what it looks like. That's what, when it comes to becoming a Canadian champ, that's what you have to get to because you were, you were on point. You were amazing that day. It was your day. And you just had to feel sorry for Patrice. Uh, that's, uh, well, uh, that's kind of words, uh, champ. Uh, uh, Ray. I appreciate much, and I have to, uh, you know, uh, former boxers uh, uh, giving compliments, but I have to pay you tribute, uh, Patrice, and you. You, you also uh, were were Canadian champion. When I when I was uh, I was in the ring with you on the, on, on two hundred seven. In my hometown, Trois-Rivières, defending defending the title, you came out of the dressing room like a roaring lion. I don't know. It, it was, you know how it was intimidating. You know, I felt what you described of me against Patrice uh, on on my win. Uh, then I felt, you know, it's like uh, changing the changing the, the changing the flame. You know, yeah, yeah. The, the, transferring the flame because uh, I, I wasn't at the same level that night and you won. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's cha- boxing at the championship level. That, that was, you have that to was, be on the, on the peaking level. No, I, you know? and again, even that day I had to, uh, I have to thank you for that because at the end of the day, I'd already experienced a loss to you by that point in time. Yeah. And I knew that I had, I had three, I think three months to get ready for that fight. And I've never trained so hard, even still to this day. Oh, actually, that's not true. Recently, recently I, but prior to recently, I've never trained in my whole career as hard as I did for that fight to get that Canadian title. Um, I can, if I, if I yeah. didn't think that there was a huge man in front of me, I would have taken the fight a hell of a lot easier. Um, getting ready for that fight, I was so nervous. I was so nervous. I had nobody to spar with that look like you. I sparred with, yeah. do you know a fighter by the name of Nevin Pikic? Nope. You know um, Arthur Binkowski? Yeah, Art Binkowski, I know. Yeah, I fought him twice. Okay, so Those guys are not six foot six. No, they're that, not. Is that what you mean? Yeah. And that's all I had. <laughs> and that's all I had. So I was actually really concerned as to what my timing was going to look like, longer punches, whether or not you're going to be light on your feet. I don't know. I don't know. And I blew through my sparring, well, the sparring bars. I blew through them easy. But then the fight's a real thing. And I was, oh, man, I may have looked confident, but I was nervous walking in that room. I was really <laughs> Good <nervous>. souvenirs. <laughs> yeah, that's good souvenir. You know, 14 years after this big event, these big events, you know, I'm looking at back back with no regrets, and, and maybe you felt you feel the the same. No regrets. Uh, some things could have been done better on my you know on my side, and but no regrets. You know I'm happy. Yeah, and but that's a tendency. What you said, uh, right? What 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 you said is uh, hard. Uh, the challenge for heavyweight uh, fighters to to find uh, some good sparring partners. Yeah. In uh, sparring partners that that resembles the opponent they they are going to face in a couple of months for for who they are preparing, that's a challenge. And uh, yeah, uh, astronomical. Um, for absolutely. me, I had 
the tallest fighter I ever fought. Actually, I've fought uh, two fighters taller than me in my career. And both those fighters, my sparring partners, were under six feet. It's insanity. I won one. I lost one against Ty, uh, Ty Fields. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't like it was it, it the sport needs to develop actually that and yeah. that's what being doing what you do currently are you still in the boxing world do you still affect boxing currently not at all for for like uh, 10 years I've been on the not depression, but on a down about boxing. Maybe, uh, 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 maybe I, I felt uh, you know when you you know when you're doing uh, a way of life. Boxing is a way of life. It's not only yeah. a sport; it's a dedicated sport. So it is a sport of dedication, and you have to believe it and and put all you have in it. Uh, so maybe, yeah, maybe I I did like a. Maybe I felt like a letter overburned, or you know what I mean. I don't know the yeah, word yeah. in English, but uh, you, you uh, now I'm talking to you. Uh, remember good souvenirs, and you know, uh, like it's COVID. I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking when when we're we're gonna have the rights to to go back for to normal normal uh, activities. I, I'm going back to coaching, or I, I'm going good to uh, you know. Uh, I'm going to visit uh, a couple of uh, boxing gyms and you know get my in, in my old shorts old shorts and, and old gloves just for just for for training and and for the the, the kids or you know the teenagers young adults that that wants uh, that that want that needs uh, uh, some kind of uh, coaching or skills you know I'm going to share back exactly. what the sports uh, I can give, see a gave. lot of kids a lot of kids looking up to you in in uh, Schwinnigan and Schwinnigan and uh, Trois Rivieres and all that whole area. Uh, I bet a lot of them still remember your fights and whatever the case may be. For me, um, I see a lot of young fighters coming up and they telling me nothing tickles me more, nothing um, gives me more pride than when you when you see a fighter come up and tell you, "I saw your fight with X." Yeah. Um, you know Andrew Cooner. Yeah. Andrew Cooner. And I was talking to him once and I and we your our fight came up, the Canadian title fight. And he goes, Yeah, I remember I was right there for that fight. And the very fact that they remember us doing our craft, I take that as a badge of honor, you know. Um we we're we're changing history. Hence, yeah. one of the main reasons why I wanted to get you on the show, um, because you affected history. You did great things. Um, two-time national champion as an amateur, uh, Canadian heavyweight champion as a professional. These things, you should be celebrated, and people should know who you are in the boxing world. Like, yeah, that was 14 years ago. Still, I still think that you deserve that lineage. You deserve that respect. And... Um, like I said, again, I, I can go on for hours about how honored I am mm -hmm. to have you here. But I think, I, I hope that you continue on with, uh, with your involvement with the sport. 
I think you do great. Have you ever coached before? Not really. I, I coach uh, like I coach two years ago, three years ago. So that's a, a, another uh, story, interesting story. I, I went back to, for training for one month because a friend, uh, a friend of mine who is in, uh, of a First Nation here in in northern uh, northern of the region uh, speaks speaks his his uh, his, uh, his language, his uh, you know nation's language, and 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 I didn't want him. To get beaten up, he's an heavyweight. So I, I sparred with him two years ago. I'm former. Ago. I'm a former professional fighter. <laughs> remember, and he beat he beat me. I was out of shape, you know, uh, with a belly uh, over like I'm like 35 pounds overweight uh, uh, at that time. And, and he, uh, you know, he, he's a beginner. Not even one fight in the amateurs. Oh, he, wow. he was not beaten really beating 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 me up but i mean i mean i was out of shape and doing two or three rounds two minute rounds and, and i was i was done you know i quit <laughs> that was funny but i i i showed i showed him the defense and the heavy, heavy in the the heavyweight division even in the amateurs i believe uh, it's all about the defense uh, and, and the defense the defensive skills are long it takes longer and it takes much more dedication to, uh, you know, to up Alert. up your game uh, on the defensive level. On offensive, everybody can punch on the offensive level. They just have to to uh, they just have to put on the the effort. But defensive skills, it's technical, you know. And the in the the heavyweight, it, it changes it changes the game. You 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 went to camp with Chris Bird, the most offensive heavyweight of all time. It's, yeah. Know? So yeah, totally. Chris Bird, what he was, he was uh, uh, he was preparing for uh, uh, Vladimir Klitschko in Germany at that time, and, and I asked uh, Papa Bird uh, in the car. He, he was driving uh, a nice uh, SUV, uh, Mercedes SUV. Uh, Papa Bird. He was a driver and, and a coach, and I and I I asked him. Uh, we were all the sparring partners. There were. I don't remember the name of the guys, uh, the other guys that were that were sparring partners, but I asked him, "Hey, Papa Bird, why are you going to fight over Germany?" You know, Chris, uh, he's a he is the champion, he is the ringing champion. I believe it was the I IBF champion. He was the IBF champion uh, in the heavyweight division, and he told me, Papa Bird told me, because of the money, son, we're going there because of the money. <laughs> <laughs> he was fighting Vladimir Klitschko in Berlin. Okay. So uh, yeah, uh, uh, Chris Bird, he, he was the champ. He was he had three sparring partners, me and the other one. He, he was experiment, you know, a guy with a uh, nice record. Uh, I don't remember his name. No, no big stars, but the guys were tough. A guy from uh, from uh, Australia and um, Cali Mihan, uh, uh, if well, I remember Cali correctly. Mihan. Yeah, so big guy, big guys like me, Cali Mihan, we were like. Uh, clones of uh, Vladimir Klitschko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Chris Bird, he was playing with us. Three, uh, uh, four rounds each, you know? Yeah. He was doing 12 rounds of boxing with us uh, and uh, with big gloves. But I mean, I know with 16 or 18 ounces gloves, yes. but he he was playing with us, you know? We, we could we're manage a little, you know, we, we were not that much beaten up. But he was a champion. He was, you know, doing whatever he wanted in the ring. Yeah. After... After when I after I won the Canadian title, I started going around the world uh, 
in training camps. Anybody who was fighting the Klitschkos, I was in camp with the with them too. Yeah. So it was great. I I got to see the world. Um, I got paid for it. It was it was sensational. Um, I remember um, sparring with David Hay. I, David I Hay. Him, yeah. I was with him twice, and yeah, you start you see the difference. You see the difference in level. Yeah. Um, but they're in control. Yeah. They are. World champions like that, like David Hay or uh, guys at that level, they are in the con they have control. You know, on the yeah. tenth of a second. Yeah. Reaction. Yeah. Tenth of a second reaction. Yeah. Uh, what's it called Chigayev, uh, Ruslan Chigayev. Yeah. I, I, was in, I was in camp with him several times. Where uh, in Europe? For in sure. In Europe. In, in, in Europe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was. I was there. I was in Germany. At one time, I was there for six months, just training camp after training camp after training camp. Um. But yeah. You did a lot. Yeah, uh, you did a lot of of these of uh, these training camps, I believe. Oh, oh yeah, I did. Uh, I was probably in 12, 12 camps. I I've been to yeah. Russia with Povetkin. I've been to well David Hay, Chigayev. Um, I was down in uh, New Zealand with uh, David Tua. David Tua, yeah. yeah. Oh, in New Zealand. In New yeah, Zealand. He, he invited was, you to, uh, yeah. That was his hometown. That was, that was absolutely amazing. Training camp. Yeah, he was fighting. Um, Alexander Ustinov. You know, he he, he was uh, last, uh, David too. I, I sparred with him in Tampa Tampa Bay. Okay. He was preparing. I don't know if uh, Henry Akiwande is that. He was preparing oh, yeah. for a big uh, big African guy, strong guy. So he called me, and you sparred with him. Did you find he he was short? David Tua was like five foot ten. Exceptionally short. short. But super but uh, short. like five Mike Tyson, nine. you know, he was moving in and out like uh, super super fast. Okay, so my story with David Tua, <laughs> I love I want to hear story. <laughs> The first time we went down, it was a 22-hour flight to Auckland. 22 hours. I land at 6 o'clock in the morning, Auckland time. Now, every other camp I go to, I get one day off. You get one day to acclimatize, and then you spar the next day. But I get here. They're like, um, yeah, we're going to get you to do a couple rounds with them. Uh, tonight, like tonight, was, yeah. Okay. When is the other sparring partner coming? He's. This is now a Tuesday. He's not going to be there until Saturday, so it's just me. And I'm like, okay, this is going to be interesting. Now, because I'm the only sparring partner he has, I'm assuming that it's going to be a feel out, you know, nice, just tactical sparring. Yep. And. It you believe that? It was yeah. nowhere remotely close. I walked into the gym. He pointed to where the change room was. I said, okay. I changed. I just so happened to wrap my hands in the change room. I came out. He's already in the ring. They put two gloves on me. I had just enough time to go one, two. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. And we're sparring. Then... I'm moving with him. And at the time, he was about 275, 280 pounds, 5'9". And I asked him, this is the shape you want to be? Like, he had four weeks till his fight. And I assumed that he was looking at coming in maybe 250. But he came on, and he came on hard. 
Now, for the most part, I just ran. I just ran. Good luck finding me. But then I was not in shape yet. So after four rounds, I was dead tired. And then yeah. they said, "What's how many more rounds you got? He goes, two more rounds. So we go two more rounds. He threw, in the fifth round, he threw one missile that came by it. And I just missed it. And then I came back with a five-punch combination. Bam, 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 bam. And he got a little mouse under his eye. <laughs> I thought this was going to settle him down. It did not settle him down. It, <laughs> this, it this was the final round. <laughs> That's what it was. He came. He was cautious. He was cautious. And then the 32nd bell went. And he turned into the Tasmanian devil. And he yeah. starts swinging like I owed him money. And boom, catches me. And I'm on the deck. And I'm like, okay. He could be uh, not vicious, but he could be. I remember he. It was uh, it was hard times. He, he, he gave you, you you earned your money for sure. Yep. You earned De- your money for sure. Definitely. <laughs> and I'm like, yep. this is my first day. <laughs> what if this is first day of a training camp? I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you. And it just so happens that, like the next day, two days later, we spar again, and that was nothing. I just ran. Um, but then, two days after that. Julius Long came, so it's now Julius and I, and he ends up pulling his cam, um, his calf, his calf muscle, so the fight got postponed. Now, they said it was going to be postponed for four weeks, so they flew me home, but it ended up being postponed for 10 weeks. Okay. When I got home, I started training like I was fighting for a world title. And when I came back, I got David. I gave it to David. <laughs> I unleashed everything I had on him. Made sure no, I paid back David yeah. tenfold. So I love that story. <laughs> be, be, between the uh, between we got between uh, 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 that makes me think that you know uh, sparring with guys like that, you, you know that are maybe on the ten, top ten contenders in the world. And us, Canadian, you know, former Canadian champs, we were, the margin was not that much. No. The story you told, you know, it, it reflects a little, uh, a little, yeah, yeah, exactly what I, what I lived. I was, I was, and you were, we were, you know, as Canadian, Canadian uh, heavyweight, maybe lacking a little, uh, a, a little of, uh, of sparring, but the margin was, was thin. It, it, it's a question of, uh, like I said, the uh, tenth of a second in reaction, but that's you know, that's possible like, to reach. You know, for no, for the next gener- generation following us, you know, the guys that are Mac Mudov or, or Oscar Rivas, uh, Canadians, yeah. or, or I don't know the guys in the West or in Ontario, but I I knew I know some names, but it's possible for them to you know to go to go to uh, the top level and, and make very much so. make big money. No, very much so. Like that's one thing I did learn in going around. I sparred with um, former cruiserweight champion of the world, um, Juan Carlos Gomez. He turned heavyweight. He was getting ready to fight. Um, who's he fighting? He was fighting Vitaly Klitschko, and okay. I was in camp with him. And I was just like, I can beat this guy. I can beat Juan Carlos Gomez, and. 
I, I like I didn't get hurt in camp. That's one thing I tried most definitely not to do. They couldn't if they ever threw a punch and, and I got rocked. I just ran and I said, and I'm not going to get hurt. But I could beat these guys. I have yeah, every right for sure. to be right there. So no, the guys, you're absolutely right that the margin between the the elite in Canada and world champions aren't is not that big at all. It's, it's not that big. It's, yeah. it's, it's 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 an opportunity. Sometimes it's a question of timing and a question of sparring and coaching, but and maybe relations. You know, you can go to a training exactly. camp in the states, a recruiter, a, a, a scout. You know, yep. looks at you. Maybe he, he's making you an offer, and, and then boom, you're you're on the top level, exactly. or maybe not. And of course, if you win all your fights and you're spectacular, you're gonna climb the, the, the rankings uh, really fast but I believe you know you you had uh, you were such close I was you know uh, uh, guys like Berman Stivern Stivern from Montreal he, he won he, 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 he went to the, the States and yeah. then he won he, he, boom yeah. he was a world champion for a little time but yeah, he got the talent and the, and the heart and exactly. the skills and uh, it was at the, at the good play, the best place you know he was at the a good place at that good moment. I also, I think that I, I'm so proud of him. He was my second last amateur fight, and I beat yeah. him in, at nationals. Actually, I beat him in in Trois Rivières. It was it was in Trois Rivières. Um, I beat him at the box house. Okay, and, yeah. And then, and then I don't see him. You see, then, yeah. you know, he's a world champion. And I'm like world champion, I'm, and probably millionaire, and oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, and known, uh, you know. Uh, world, uh, world recognition, recognition, oh, yeah. and it's a question of of talent, skills, dedication. He, he's got it all. He got it all, and and got the heart and the guts to go to the states uh, and do it. Means. But you can yeah. do it in Canada. But I mean, that boom, he was at the right place at the right moment. It's also luck. He was there at the right place at the right Maybe. time. Yeah. So, no, that was amazing. No, that was amazing. David, I see the time is running, and this is amazing. I could sit here and talk to you for another hour, but um, we, we got to let you go. Um, I want to thank you so much for coming on to my show. Um, this was it, – it's incredible. It's like no time had passed. Um, just sitting back and talking to you. I Please, come back again. Um, I'd love to have you on the show. That, talking about that, whatever. Yeah. But 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 uh, we'll stay in touch. We'll stay in touch. We'll stay in touch for sure, for sure. And uh, it was an honor tonight. Like I said, uh, thanks very much for inviting oh, me. Thank uh, you. You know, and uh, if I'm uh, going by uh, your hometown, uh, I believe you're you live in Toronto. Uh, Toronto. You still live in Toronto, so I, I'll say hi for sure, for sure when everything goes to back to normal. To normal, maybe I I'll go uh, I'll go see you and you know, and we can. Uh, And we can talk about the, the, the good memories and actual boxing scene, international and Canadian boxing scene. That'd that would be, be a pleasure. That'd be an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And for the boxing world, David Cadieu, my, I would like to thank you and have a good night, my friend. Um, Thanks. If you like this episode, please hit the like button and subscribe. And don't forget the notification bell. It's your boy, Bala. And that's a scoop.